are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host Taylor and welcome back to another Wednesday. Happy final season besties. It is the end of the semester and I know it is a stressful time for everyone whether you're in high school, college, you're working, etc. It's easy to get extremely overwhelmed right now which just equals out to being stressed in general. And so I wanted to do this week's episode where we talk about stress and how I manage my stress in hopes to maybe give you a little bit of help, a little bit of calm, a little bit of easiness as you go into the end of your semester and as you're finishing things out before the new year. But before we do that, let's talk going places and going nowhere moment of the week. What I thought would be really fun this week is if you don't know on the She's Going Places Instagram, which if you're not following, what are you doing at She's Going Places podcast on Instagram, I asked you guys what your going places moment was this week. And so I thought it would be really fun to get to share with share with y'all what's going on in your lives because my life right now, it's a lot of going nowhere at the moment because I'm really sad about graduating college. It's really hitting me in my feels. Lots of highs, lots of lows, lots of emotions. And so I don't know. I don't really know if there's too much to note for the week. And so we're just going to skip right over that. We're doing great. Um, Please be praying for everyone that you know that's graduating right now because it is just sad girl hours. Anyways, um, as far as y'all's going places moments, I'm going to try and do a lot of this from memory because I got to post about them today, which was seriously so fun. I love getting to hear all of the amazing things that are going on in y'all's lives. I remember one in specific, one of you actually just made captain of your sports team, which is such a going places moment. That is so exciting. I know you're going to do amazing things on your team. I'm not sure what sports team that you're on, um, but that's really, really exciting. I was never captain of anything. I'm also just not athletic, so this doesn't really apply as much to me, but that sounds like an exciting time. Like, I'm sure I remember when my friends, like, would become a captain of the varsity team. It was like, ah, like, yes, like, I finally arrived. Like, I've definitely earned this. And so congratulations. You're going to do amazing. That is so exciting. Um, another going places moment that I remember seeing is someone said, I had two, I had two in specific that were coming to mind. One person told me that they had just started talking to someone, which is spicy. We love spice on She's Going Places, so I hope that that goes well. We have plenty of dating episodes if you want to go back and um, review, maybe get your some pointers up. Um, The cupcake dating episode is a great one if you're trying to figure out if he's a good match for you, but there's literally so many dating episodes, so definitely go check those out. But definitely someone is talking to someone right now, which is really exciting. It's sad. Like, I want to be able to, like, say y'all's names, but, like, I'm respecting your privacy. And, you know, it's just in general, we're being excited for our entire She's Going Places community as a whole for our big wins of the week. And then another person was telling me that they can finally, like, admitted to, like, everyone around them that they like their guy best friend, which I just thought was so funny because if you've had a friend or if you have been the person that has experienced this where you've, like, literally liked your guy best friend for years and you just like can't come to terms with it and you finally do it's a big moment and so I can understand like a friend group really celebrating this because sometimes the first step is really just vocalizing it and understanding that like you know what I do really like this person and I'm not gonna get over it and now we have to react and now we have to deal with it and so once again lots of dating episodes I think in the Valentine's Day episode I did with all the boys they talked about um 
dating your girl or guy best friend. And so definitely go check that out if you need some tips. Um, another going places moment of the week that was submitted by y'all was one of you just started sponsoring a child in Brazil, which is so exciting. I literally screamed when I saw this submitted because I actually, I've never talked about it on the podcast. I also sponsor a child and he is in Brazil. I've been sponsoring through this organization. It's called Compassion International. I've been using them since I was a freshman in high school and I've been sponsoring the same little boy. His name is Nelson um, and I've gotten to watch him grow up since he was five. I get updated pictures. We get to write letters to each other um, and it's honestly so amazing. It's only $35 35 $38 a month and you're able to pay for their like school tuition um, you pay for their uniforms you're able to pay for like their school lunches and I think school breakfast um, school supplies like everything that has to do with them being at school for only $38 a month um, for that entire month and so it, you're really able to just be such a blessing in these kids lives um, and that has just been something really sweet that I've gotten to be a part of it's crazy to think I've been doing that for no way it's been eight years close, like eight, seven or eight years. So little have gotten to watch him grow up. He's a teenager now. And so it, it really is a joy. And so when I saw that someone had swiped up and said that, I was just really excited because that is just such a sweet thing to do in this holiday season. And so if that's something that maybe, um, could potentially like, it's like stirring in your heart right now while I'm talking about it, definitely go check it out. You can send me a DM if you want more info, but that was super exciting. I saw one another going places moment that someone said that they didn't apologize for something that was did not warrant an apology and it was not their fault, which is a win in my book because we should not be apologizing for things that are not our fault because by apologizing, you're instantly putting yourself in the default or you're saying that, okay, I'm wrong. I need to say I'm sorry. I did something bad. When in reality, sometimes we'll just apologize out of default and that's not okay because then people will walk all over you. Another going places moment of the week was decorating for Christmas. A lot of you were enjoying the serotonin boost of getting to decorate um, for Christmas, which was, you know, it's the best thing ever. I got to decorate with my family while I was home for Thanksgiving, which was super sweet and super special. I wish our apartment was decorated, but that's okay. We're just getting the Christmas spirit from a lot of other places. Um, one she's going places moment that I really, really want to highlight is someone said that they got their first Etsy order, which is so exciting. It is unbelievable to me how talented y'all are and how amazing you guys are and you have so many gifts and so many talents and so many businesses and as you guys know I love a side hustle I love a passion project I love a side business and so I think by the overwhelming response to this question I think I want to do an episode where I shout out y'all's like side hustles and Etsy shops and talk about um, creating a side hustle and like give you guys some like good ideas I think that that would be super fun I haven't done I think the last time I talked about this was a passion project, which was beginning of 2021. So we're definitely overdue for an episode. And so if that's something y'all are interested in, please, please, please send me the information for your like Etsy shops and small businesses um, that you want to shout out because I think that, that would be so fun for us all to get to support each other this holiday season. And so those are all the going places moments that I'm going to share in this week's episode. If you guys like me sharing y'all's going places episodes, once again, just let me know. I love getting to incorporate you guys in the show because um, you guys seriously literally mean the world to me. Also, speaking of incorporating you guys in the show, I don't think I've gotten to talk about this, but Spotify Wrapped came out in this past week, I believe, and you guys absolutely, like, blew my mind with the response that you guys had of She's Going Places in your Spotify Wraps. I don't think I will ever 
get over seeing people share on their stories that she's going places was their top show. Um, it literally could make me cry just thinking about it. And so this is just a quick thank you so much for supporting She's Going Places, whether you've listened to one episode in 2021 and it's this is the first one you're clicking on, or you've listened to all of them. The way that you guys have supported this show and the way that it has grown this year has been absolutely unbelievable. I still can't even believe it when I look at the the data and the statistics and the listens and the downloads. I just feel so blessed by y'all. You guys are serious hype women. I love getting to interact with you guys on social media. I love getting to know you. I love DMing with you all. And you guys seriously are just, you're the reason why she's going places is still happening. If I had no one listening, if I didn't have y'all support, I would not be hitting record anymore. And so you guys are just seriously the best. So I just had to plug that in there because it was literally unbelievable. Okay, let's hop into this week's episode. Let's talk about how we, how I manage dress like a boss in specific, and hopefully it will be helping you guys in this finals season. And so the number one way that I handle stress like a boss is, I like to say, be prepared, which you're thinking to yourself, duh. But you need to set yourself up to succeed. And I'll probably be talking about this a lot in the context of finals coming up because that's like super relevant right now. But really all of this can apply to anything that you're stressed out about with a deadline. Um, and so if you want to take notes, if you want to be writing stuff down on your phone, um, if you can just take a mental note, I got a lot of notes for this week's episode. And so let's buckle in. And so you want to set yourself up to succeed. And so I think the biggest rule of thumb is if you have something big coming up, you know that you're going to be stressed and you can anticipate it. So you have to plan for it. And so once again, you know you're going to be stressed, you can anticipate, so why don't you plan for it? For me, I know that in like this season, it just gets really stressful. A lot of it is my own doing for why it gets stressful. But in general, finals are stressful, things are wrapping up, there's a lot of emotions behind everything. You're exhausted, you're tired, you're burnt out, you're ready to go home. I'm emotional about college ending, but like I still have to finish up everything. And so while you're planning for this stress, you're able, a lot of times that looks like time, which you may be listening to this and being like, Taylor, I already squandered this. Like I don't have time and now we're in crunch time. Don't worry. There's lots of notes in here for you too. But it's good to like get on the side of like being prepared and just like literally acknowledging that you're going to be stressed and that stress is normal. You're not crazy. It's not unnatural. And everyone else is experiencing this oftentimes can be really helpful. So first thing would be to set realistic expectations. You can't make a D into an A. And that's just something that's like, it's a good, hard pill to swallow. But it's true. At this point, the grades that you have, you're not going to be taking these like massive strides and getting something completely different. Like you've put in the work that you've put in this semester. And so there's room for a little fluctuation. But I think you're going to be putting a really unnecessary set of pressure on yourself to be needing to jump like multiple letter grades. Like I think one letter grade, you can like maybe swing it and like you can do the math of like what you need on finals. But I think the biggest thing is setting realistic expectations because you're, you might be stressing about something that's literally not possible and that's okay. And you shouldn't be planning on needing a 100 on an exam. I did this when I was in like middle school and high school where like I would like budget it out and I would like there would be a few classes where I needed like a 102 on my final. If you're in a class where you need a 102 on a final, you probably don't have an A. And so that means you haven't done 
the greatest on everything else. So what makes you think that if you've gotten B's and C's on every other exam that you're going to magically get a 102 on a final to get you the B or the A or whatever you need? It's kind of silly when you say it out loud, but I have definitely been there and I have definitely done this. And so <laughs> you just might be adding a little too much stress. It's okay to get the, the next letter grade down. And trust me, I understand like the ridiculous amount of stress that you can put yourself under when it comes to finals. Like I would not get B's like ever, college, high school, whatever. So like, I mean, I understand, but <clears throat> be careful here. I'm not saying it's not possible because I have definitely done this and I live to tell the tale, but you're going to be stressed. And so I'm here to give you advice on how to manage your stress. I'm not here to tell you what to do. If you don't want to manage your stress, then yeah, strive for the 100 on the exam. But that's just something I would caution you and like really evaluate why you need to do that. If it's worth your mental health, if it's worth the lack of sleep, if it's worth everything that you're going to have to sacrifice to do it, like at what cost? So definitely pro con that one out a bit. Um, Next section is managing your time, which is, once again, duh. But you need to make a plan. And you guys know, I love a good plan. And part of this looks like scheduling out your days and scheduling out your entire week. Sometimes, and you know, I'm a Google Calendar girly, I like to schedule everything if I have a lot. And I was talking to one of my friends, and she was saying the reason what helps her like manage her stress when she is so overwhelmed is she calendar blocks when she's going to work on what and so she doesn't have to stress about getting something done because she knows there's already time allocated on her calendar to get it done and so she while she's working on a certain task she doesn't have to worry about task number 10 because she knows that Tuesday at 4 p.m. that's the time she is allocated to do that and so if that's something that sounds like it would work for you definitely try it out I don't really have that demanding of a week I'm going to be honest so I don't really need to do that um, but if you do have a crazy week, I would definitely recommend that. Next one is making productive to-do lists. I like to make massive lists, like overwhelming 45 things on there, but I write anything and everything down so that my mind does not have to wander if I'm missing something. Like I, if I think of something so stupid, like a text message I need to send about like returning a dress or stamps I need to buy or a card I need to write, I put it all on the same to-do list with all of my academic stuff, all the stuff I need for packing for college, gifts I need to buy, party plans that I'm making, everything is in this one place. And I do it on my Google Calendar reminders. And so currently on my reminders, there's probably 45 things. Now, that can sound really counterintuitive to someone who's listening to this being like, how do you even know what to pick to start? What does that mean? Like, that just doesn't even seem helpful. Like, I want it separate. I want academic. I want different. Great. What I do then is then I look at my day that day and think, okay, what do I need to accomplish on this list today? And I take my handy dandy piece of paper to-do list. You guys know I love a good list. And I write down what actually needs to get done that day. And then I'm crossing things off on the paper to-do list and removing it from the electric to-do list, uh, electric, electronic, um, one, because then you get the satisfaction of taking things off the to-do list twice, which is just, I mean, it's the little things in life, you know, but at the same time, then you're able to keep things in separate categories, and what's good about having the Google Calendar big list on your phone is you always have your phone, sorry, literally all of you always have your phone, and so when you think of anything. I'm trying to think of something super random that I thought of. Let me pull up my to-do list because it's just, it's hilarious. Oh, something that's on here is send a text about grad party or apply to this specific job or pay this person this. 
and it would just like pop into my mind and I'm like, oh, that is not something I need to worry about right now, but I'm just going to put it on there so that tomorrow when I'm done with these bigger things and I have like 20 minutes to look at this again, I can be like, you know what, I actually do have time to handle this right now. And that way, <clears throat> at least in my experience, stress builds on top of one another. And so if I didn't have this to-do list or this place for this thought to go, I would be like trying to like think in the back of my head, okay, I need to remember I need to pay for this. And then I'm constantly, subconsciously, thinking about the fact that I have to pay that because I don't want to forget it, but I'm also working on 100 other things. And so your brain is not operating on 100% of what you need to get done. And so that's how my brain works. And so if you're anything like me or maybe you want to try it out, I definitely recommend it. And the last part of managing your time is you might have to say no to some things. And I know. That sounds awful to all of you because you listen to this podcast and saying no is not something that we do, but we're all getting better about it. We've talked about it a lot in 2021. You guys have to show me your growth through the year. You know, we were doing really bad at the beginning of the year. We're getting a lot better at saying no, setting boundaries, the whole shebang. And so I will say you can do it all. Okay. Like normally that might not be like the best advice. Like people are like, you can't do it all. You're going to have to say no to something. Like eventually you're going to burn out. No, 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 no. I'm Taylor Cordy. I can do it all, but at what cost? You're going to cost yourself something, and that's where the you can't really do it all comes in because you might think, I can get everything done on my to-do list, but then you're not getting your eight hours of sleep, or I can get, I can be at this social outing and this, but there's always something that has to give. There's only 24 hours in a day, and so with that of managing your time and making a plan, be prepared to say no to some things. I know especially when you're like wrapping up the semester, Things are crazy with like finals and projects and classes, but then also going on break and wanting to see people. And like for me, like I'm graduating, like there's tons of people I want to see, but everyone's mental capacity is at an all time low because everyone is so busy. And so you really are going to have to start prioritizing, especially while you're stressed and to help manage your stress, giving yourself the freedom of knowing that you can't do it all and like letting yourself relax in the fact there's going to be some things that just simply don't happen. Once you accept that, you're going to be a much happier person. Okay, next section is taking care of yourself. Number one is just breathe. If you are too stressed, you're going to be unproductive. And sometimes there's like a healthy version of stress. But when I get so overwhelmed and stressed, then I just want to crash and I end up like sitting in my bed for four hours. I'm not even kidding. Like if I hit like a certain threshold of stress, that at one point I just like shut off because I can't handle it anymore. And so if you let yourself get too stressed, you're going to do the opposite of what the stress is supposed to be helping you do. And so there is such thing as doing too much. And so in terms of maybe studying or taking a test to like put this into perspective, the amount of time that you spend studying for a test or working on a project or applying to a job does not like equate to the level of success that you're going to have because you're not accounting for maybe how inefficient that you're being. I feel like I sound like such an Enneagram 3 right now. It's kind of embarrassing. But you might be doing things inefficiently. For example, you might spend three hours working on a project but you keep checking your phone or you're thinking about different assignments or this email popped up that took you away from it. You have to like literally like walk to the bathroom because your head hurts so bad and you're you're just like have you've just been staring at a screen for so long. You aren't really studying for those three hours. It would be so much better to intensely focus for an hour and a half, put the phone on airplane mode, 
go away from your friends, whatever that looks like, and then spend the another hour and a half taking a break. And I know that sounds kind of like, wait, no, but I, I need to spend three hours. No, you don't. Because if you're getting the same amount of work done in an hour and a half, intensely focusing versus three hours in the library with your friends or stressing about this or trying to do this. Here's a, oh my gosh, literally me today while trying to do homework. I like sat down to work on something, but then I was like, oh, I need to post stories on she's going places. And then I sat there and I like posted on stories and then someone was there talking to me. So the stories took me longer to post because I was also having a conversation the entire time. So it took me like 25 minutes to post like eight stories and then that finally ended and then I looked at my screen again and I was like, okay, I need to start working on this. And then another person started talking to me and I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, I need to post a graphic on She's Going Place. I'm going to, okay. And then I edited a graphic really quick. I'm like, okay, this is more important. I need to post before noon. So I'm going to work on this. And at that point, someone's like, let's go grab lunch. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Did I get anything done? Absolutely not. Whereas if I just would have put in noise canceling headphones, I could have gotten all of those She's Going Places posts done in 10 to 15 minutes and I could have worked on my assignment for 30. But instead, I let everything draw itself out. I didn't focus on one thing. I was trying to multitask and that ended up costing me more time. It's costing me efficiency. You just really need to do an audit of not only how much time you're spending, but like how you're spending that time. And so for anyone who has finals that they're really stressed about or they have like a big amount of information that they need to study for, hopefully like you have a good idea of like what makes you study best like some people are visual learners some people do really great on quizlet some people use note cards some people need to hand write out their notes some people need a whiteboard there's so many different ways to learn and retain information and to study for these big exams and so you just need to figure out what is the most efficient way for you to study and a lot of times that doesn't mean hanging out with a bunch of people while you do it a lot of times that means maybe turning off your phone there's this app that my friends use where you like grow a tree on your phone and basically the app like locks your phone and like the tree has to, you set the time how long it takes the tree to grow and that's what's on your screen and it grows for the hour and then the phone unlocks and you can like check it. What I like about stuff like that is that it's saying, okay, you work for 45 minutes and actually work for 45 minutes and then come scroll on TikTok for 10 or 15 minutes because instead you might be saying, okay, I'm going to sit here and what it would have taken you in two hours because you'd stop and then scroll on TikTok for five minutes and then try and get back into it and then see a notification. And then it's just right now with how much access we have to technology, I sound like such a mom, but like we are so easily distracted. Like there's so many things that can distract you. And at least for me, like I do productive procrastination. Like I'm always doing something that I need to do or I can justify doing. Like even if I'm scrolling on TikTok, I'm like, it's for inspo for things I need to post on. She's going places. Like I can say anything is as productive. And in general, almost everything I do is on a to-do list somewhere. But sometimes I just choose the stuff that I feel like doing and a lot of times I'll choose going places stuff. Like for example, I'm recording this and I have a thesis presentation tomorrow. What am I choosing to do? Choose going places. What do I should technically should be doing? Probably my speech. But that's okay because it will all get done because I listen to my own tips. You know? It's good. We're doing great. But yeah, I think it's just like important to know. Like I feel like I used to be so dramatic with studying like you'll hear people be like oh my gosh I was up till three o'clock in the morning studying and I spent so much time on this whereas someone who probably spent three hours actually doing all of the work and like solely focusing on it you're gonna get the exact same result and so you know really 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 take a good look at how you're spending your time
Next one would be phone breaks as part of taking care of yourself. Phone breaks can be good and bad, and I'm addicted to my phone, as I'm sure most of you are. And a good phone break is, like, you know, sometimes good for me when I'm studying. I'll be like, okay, I'm just like, going to go on my phone for a few minutes and check, see what's going on, comment back to some people, answer some DMs. Like, it's like, oh, this is nice. But if I sit down and I start scrolling on TikTok, <laughs> I know I talk about TikTok so much, but y'all, you do not want to see my screen time. And all of a sudden, I get past the threshold of it being like a five to ten minute break. I'm in this like dark hole that like I cannot undo. Then once I hit that like breaking point, like the point in between where it's like this is a quick break to like I'm act actively sitting here doing this and it's a fine line. Then making yourself stop and like get back on track is very difficult. Like I'll find sometimes if like, I like stop and start going on social media, if I have to start something again, like I like have to clean my room in between. Like I can't go straight from like social media back to homework. I don't know why. Maybe that's just like a, a weird me thing, but too much of a certain break will have the opposite of the opposite result. And I think that's like fair for any kind of break that you can take. Like a good break while you're studying is going on like a 20 minute walk around campus, getting outside, breathing. But then if you like take like two hours off and start doing nothing, at least for me personally, then it's like, well, now I'm not in the mood to do anything. And so I do better with little breaks and like more little breaks as opposed to like one big break and then going back in for more intense like I'd rather like work for an hour take 15 minutes off work for an hour take 15 minutes off but that's just how my brain works <laughs> next part of taking care of yourself I put down it's okay to cry um I included this because I am a crier you guys all know this but sometimes you just need to cry when you're stressed I mean babies do it like it's self-soothing don't cry too much so you give yourself a horrible headache but if you just need to let some tears fall um to acknowledge your stress like <laughs> I could be totally wrong, but isn't it like stress leaving your body when you're crying? Did I make that up? I don't know. Like there's like tension and stress. At least that's how it is with me. I feel much better after I cry. And so sometimes if I'm like really stressed, a good cry like in the shower is sometimes very therapeutic. And that's not to say like you guys are like going crazy or anything, but I feel like if you're at that caliber of stress, that is like something that your body like it then calms itself down. So you might be like anxious about a test or like worried about something and you're like have tension in your shoulders and tension in your head and then all of a sudden you're giving yourself a headache and it all the stress becomes physical as opposed to just like emotional or mental. And so sometimes it needs a physical solution. So crying, crying's okay. You can also like exercise. Like that's another physical way to fix it. It's typically not how I fix it. But sometimes it's just nice to like go walk on a treadmill or go like go do like a quick 30 minute workout or like to just like get your blood pumping. Um, I typically don't do that during finals. That's just like not my vibe. But I know a lot of people do that. So if that works for you, that works for you. Next is sleep. You need a good night's sleep. Like there's really no other way to like put it or change it around. I know all the stuff you guys have heard all the time, but it's because it's just literally true. Like when I think about how much better I am the next day in terms of productivity when I actually get sleep it it does so much more than a cup of coffee can do like I'm sorry at the end of the day if you're really stressed you need to be prioritizing sleep the most because if you're staying up till two o'clock in the morning every night and then getting up at eight and you're only getting six hours of sleep every single day 
that is going to build on your stress. Like, your body isn't able to, like, physically relax and, like, get the full eight hours of sleep. I'm not saying you're going to be getting 10. If you're getting 10 hours of sleep during finals week, I want to be you. But really prioritizing sleep, and if that means, like, maybe you don't scroll on social media right before you go to bed, or maybe you don't, like, get up super early to, like, get fully ready in the morning or whatever it is to, like, give yourself the extra sleep, you're going to need it. And sleep is just really healthy for you. I know I used to think, like, it was, like, cool not to sleep or to stay up really late and, like, oh, I don't need sleep. Like, people, like, pride themselves on it. No. I need sleep and sleep is good for me and I enjoy sleeping and you all should try it. You know? Like, it's just, I don't know why people think that that's, like, a cool thing. Like, oh, I just didn't get any sleep. Well, then, when I don't get sleep, the next day I can't do anything. And all I'm thinking about is that I need to nap. And then I come home and nap for, like, three or four hours that's dramatic, like maybe an hour, but so that it's like counterintuitive to not go to sleep, in my opinion. Okay, next and last category would be eating well. This feels silly because it's really easy to overload on coffee and bagels in the library at all hours of the day and night during finals week, um, but I think when you're like eating well and you're eating like balanced meals, like I'm talking fruits, vegetables, protein, um, drinking water, like eating well, I'm talking about all forms of nutrition. A, it's just good for your brain. B, it'll make you feel good. Like eating like really carb heavy stuff or things that like maybe like don't help your stomach or makes you feel more lethargic. Like you want to be giving your body stuff that's going to energize you and that's going to make you feel good and it isn't going to play into like a sugar crash or making you like feel gross. And so that is just like a good little shameless plug that be try try to eat better. Um and and this is one that I will like die on this hill is do not rely on stimulants. And I'm talking coffee and energy drinks. You need to be careful about how many that you're having. I'm not saying that they're bad for you, which I mean they are, but whatever. I'm not here to be your mommy. I use them. Like I drink coffee, I'll drink a Celsius. You guys know I love a good little pep in my step. But you need to be careful with how much you're having because it's not going to be helpful to you, especially during finals, especially during a time of stress. Like when you're already stressed, adding stimulants um, to like keep you awake, adding stimulants to like make your mind focused or things like that nature, at some point, once again, it's going to be counterintuitive and it's not going to be super healthy for you. The Celsius or the coffee, the monster, the whatever medicine that you're taking at some point, it's, it's just not, it's not going to hit the same as, like, experiencing rest, because at least for me, caffeine makes me really anxious, and it will make me feel really weird, and so during finals week, if you're overloading on caffeinated things, um, you're going to be drinking more than you're normally used to, like, some of you are, like, literal caffeine addicts, like, my roommates are caffeine addicts, and so they could have two cups of coffee, and, like, that's, like, just to function, that's, like, day-to-day, that's, like, not extra final stress, and so some of you are already in that spot, and that's totally fine. I just mean if you're not, when you're upping your caffeine dose, especially during finals, to, like, try and, like, be pepped to get all of this done, you're just not going to get the same result that, like, sleep would be so much more helpful Um, And like I was saying, I used to be so dramatic about staying up late as a measure of how hard I worked, of being like, oh my gosh, I did all of this, and like I had to drink like three Red Bulls in the night. Those Red Bulls, like they might like keep your eyes open, but like your brain is not functioning how it's supposed to. Your brain is not getting the oxygen like it needs to. Your blood is not pumping like it should. Like it, it's, 
you know, like it's a stimulant, but like it's not a solution. You know what I mean? And so I understand that for maybe one night, but do not go an entire week like inhaling coffee and energy drinks because that is just so bad for you. Like, I'm so sorry. Like your poor little heart, your poor little brain, like your body is going to be like, girl, what is going on? And it'll honestly probably end up making you feel more exhausted because the come down off of all of those things is going to be horrible. You're going to give yourself bad headaches. Like that is just a, such a bad idea. Also, if you're not a big energy drinker, I did this one time, but like Red Bull came on to my campus and they were handing out energy drinks and I never had a Red Bull. And so I was like, I'm going to have a Red Bull. Well, be careful because I had never had a Red Bull and then I drank an entire Red Bull and I did not need an entire Red Bull. I probably needed five sips of Red Bull and I would have like performed, like it would have given me like the pep that I was looking for, but then I was just crazy. And so you need to be careful, like at the end of the day, like it is a stimulant. And so you need to be careful about what you're putting in your body. And so overall, my overall message of my how to handle stress is work smarter, not harder. It's a cliche quote, but it has seriously helped me with my own like personal stress, whether it's my personal life or for academics, for the podcast, whatever it might be, whatever I'm stressed about. If I'm working smarter, not harder, so if I'm being really efficient, if I'm really budgeting my time, if I'm prioritizing breaks, if I'm like doing all of the things I just shared with you, then I'm not like fully draining myself. Whereas like I could go hard and sit here and just like crush it out and then be brain dead after. That's not good for you. And so I've definitely learned through my time in college like there's a way to do it all and to like have these breaks, valuable breaks that are really important and still get everything done while still maintaining like a stable mental health. I think that stress and anxiety are horrible for your mental health. I don't think anyone would really argue with me on that one. Um, because I'm sure, as we all do, everyone has personal stuff going on. Everyone has things that they're going through. Everyone has battles that they're walking through. And so adding anxiety and stress about a specific thing on top of it can sometimes be really triggering and really difficult to manage and handle and then at some point, you might find yourself so completely overwhelmed that like you can't even function. And so then you're tanking in your grades, which then you're stressed about it. Or maybe then you're tanking in your social life because you can't go out because you're so stressed. And then that makes you more stressed. Like, once again, stress builds. And so you need to manage it while you can and keep these stressors in boxes. And I guess a big thing would be identify what is stressing you out the most. And that would come with maybe making your list. Like, maybe take a quick sec to just journal and figure out what is it, like at the core, there's a bunch of little stuff, but what is the main thing stressing you are? What's the biggest thing that's giving you a mental block? And then go from there and make a game plan that works the best from you. But thinking that you're going to combat stress and anxiety in like a time of craziness, just by like going with the flow, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I don't want you guys to fail. I want you guys to succeed and do so well and be so proud of yourselves and crush finals or crush whatever you're going through and like overcome all of it. But you cannot be naive and think that you can go in without a plan, um, without like a healthy balance, without like knowing certain foundational things like nutrition, sleep, break, breaks, things like that. And so I just want you guys to be prepared to have the best finals week ever. It's my parting gift to you as you go into your finals, as you study, I will be praying for you guys that they all go so well. If you have specific prayer requests, please DM them to me. Um, I really do try and read every single DM that I get. And so I will be praying for you guys that finals go well and that your semesters wrap up beautifully. Please be praying for me as like I'm 
wrapping up my time in college and I'm graduating and there's like a lot of change happening here. And you guys might not even be stressed about finals. You might be stressed about going home for the holidays. You might be stressed about a relationship that may be ending. I don't know what it is. But for all of these things, you got this. I love you guys. You're going to have an amazing week. Prioritize yourself. Prioritize managing your stress. Put that, like, put your self-care and put yourself first as you're trying to navigate all of this. And you're going to have a great week. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing finals week and let's go places together.